Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Here's a hint from Wisdom of the Wannabes to the IOC. If a medal-winning U.S. Olympian says he got robbed at gunpoint, he probably got robbed at gunpoint. Go worry about your green water. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to Wisdom of the Wannabes. You got Alan. Hey, Ryan. And if you've gone to the site today, you may have noticed another post. A nugget of wisdom. We are actually bringing the uh, written word back. Uh, moving my old blog over here. Possibly Ryan may be moving his. Yeah. Just so we have one place for you all to come and get fantastic knowledge and print out something to go read on the can. That's right, so, ladies. Something to read on have. the can. <laughs> Uh, that's equal rights. So every time you guys fight for that, just think what you're getting. You don't want it. Uh, well, as we were sitting here debating, you know, whether to cover the Olympic swim team, the diving team, or the labeling of chlorine versus hydrogen peroxide in Brazil, we decided to skip all that and focus back on football because I don't know, Ryan, I guess you got back in time to catch the tail end of week one but nfl preseason kicked off last thursday and i've never been more excited to watch a bunch of second and third stringers in my life yeah i've seen a combined 90 seconds through various airports and televisions that may be on so i i have no input other than what i've read um on it but uh yeah it's great that it's here it's great because who cares about the first one except for it's the first one but um the fact that they're playing and I just learned this. There is a um, some game in Australia, Hawaii, and somebody good is playing in Australia in college football, like a week or more than a week before the first game. Really? Yes. Man, I have. I know there's the opening in Ireland, which is like Boston College and somebody else. No, uh, it's, it's well. Sydney, Australia. Really? Yeah. Damn. And I believe it's a Pac-12 team, which is why I am. Yes, there, it is the Cal Golden Bears playing Hawaii on August 27th in Sydney, Australia. Wow. All right. Well, I don't know what hour that kickoff is, but. It's got to uh, be early or late. <laughs> Golly. Yeah. I mean, that's the deal. It's the the one in Ireland is at like at 8.30 in the morning, so this one may be a 2 o'clocker. Who knows? But, well, it's good to know. Uh, the funny thing is, uh, it, whoever is doing the pool patrol in Brazil also is doing the paint job at the Hall of Fame. You were um, I, on a boat. I'm very familiar with that story. Oh, okay. So, yeah, here's a little hint for the guys that don't understand, but turf nowadays is played on top of little bitty rubber pellets. Rubber and heat don't mix. So, glad we got to learn that in front of everybody in Canton, Ohio, including ESPN, that basically had to look at themselves and go, well, we've got three hours of Gruden vamping. Well, Let's go ahead and cut to something else. I'll tell you, they, um, it's unfortunate that the Packers were playing and Favre was going in. 
And, um, but it, they made the right call, but it's, Oh, absolutely. But it's, absolutely. But it's still like, Oh man, really? Like, but you know, I, I've heard a lot of talking heads and I would agree with this is, you know, that, that stadium has always been known as a dump, uh, oh. at least for the longest time. And as much money as the NFL makes, you know, why not say here's $2 million to go see what we can do to renovate this thing. Well, here's the other part that I guess you missed is they did do that. Tom Benson, the generous senile man that he is, donated the old turf from the Superdome. And that's what they installed after last year's game. So that's why they didn't know what they were doing, because they already tried to do the cheap home renovation and screwed that one up. So hey, you're right. They're going to have to go out and get some new turf. Yeah, I was gonna, listen. When I say making it better, I don't mean somebody donating their throwaway turf. I mean like shelling out money from the NFL. And I understand that the uh, Hall of Fame is a different entity, but the NFL makes like billions and billions and billions of dollars a year. Like, say, here's $2 million to go put new turf in and to do other enhancements. Like, that would be a sign of really goodwill and also probably make a pretty big difference. Well, you know who could cut the check for that just off of his $32 million he made Roger last Goodell. year? There you go. So there's a problem that exists. They can fix it. But that's not for us. We're here to give guidance and guesses on football for the year. We're going to move into last week we did college first, then the NFL. So now it's the NFL's time to lead. We're going to look at the uh, AFC West, which is patentless uh, for the first time in a few years. And I think right now I'm going to go ahead and Beardo say there there will be a new team atop the AFC West this year. I would agree wholeheartedly. Um, you know, Denver still has – I don't want to discount it because if you can get yourself into the playoffs, this matters significantly more. They still have one of the better defenses, um, and pro at least in the AFC and, you know, possibly in the league. We'll see, but – you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I look at who's playing quarterback for them and, you know, so much of their success relies on, you know, getting the ball to these good receivers. Uh, that's I, I think that's going to be a problem. And I don't think, frankly, they have the running game to compensate for that. They have had a good running game that complements Peyton Manning and his ability to sling the ball. But um, they cannot um, I don't think they can, uh, you know, sort of cover up for that for that weakness at quarterback. I don't think the running game's that good. Well, here's my deal. If you're debating whether Trevor Simeon or Mark Sanchez is your starting quarterback, you got a quarterback problem. Yeah, and I will you say you can't win in the NFL without a without a, a at least a serv manageable quarterback, at a minimum a manageable quarterback. And I don't think either one of these guys, I, I keep reading good stuff about, you know, Simeon, but it's also preseason. I watched Paxton Lynch get in there for a little bit. I can't say that he looked bad. He didn't look, you know, horrible, but are great either. But the thing is, is that what they are relying on here is Kubiak. Played his first his, NFL game. I mean, that's the first time he's ever faced NFL yes. level talent. And, well, when he was facing it, I don't know how much NFL talent he was in in front of. But regardless, they're counting on that zone blocking scheme and C.J. Anderson being healthy and Ronnie Hillman, you know, improving. I just I think what they're hoping for in Denver, quite honestly, is that this defense is so badass 
even though, you know, they did, I'm trying to think who they lost that I thought was a pretty big, oh, Malik Jackson, you know, going to Jacksonville. That was, you know, huge oh, for them. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think what they're trying to do is say in 2016, can somebody do what the Ravens did and basically play, you know, first one to 17 wins type of thing, yeah, which yeah. I think we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, I think their defense is solid. And I mean, their defense is outstanding. My thing is, is the rules of the game have changed so much and it's so offensive friendly that I don't know if you can actually rely on that because the calls go in the offensive favor so so much. I mean, it's going to be tough. And I just don't know if, you know, I thought Emmanuel Sanders two years ago and last year was a steal in fantasy. Demarius Thomas is just a performer, but if you don't have somebody getting the ball, I just don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, and they drafted that kid out of Utah, Booker Devontae Booker, who was really good at least you know at least his, his last year in college. Uh, you know, yep. obviously trying to 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 bolster that running game, which is smart. Um, you know, I, I think you know while, while I think you're, I agree with you on the um, you know the, the the rules of the game and how it's played. You know. I still think you got obviously Von Miller, um, and you got to keep Talib, who's still a, a really, really solid, you know, top tier secondary player. If he can keep his head on straight, he's really good, um, you know. And I'll let this segue into whatever team you want to go next. But when I look at the offenses in that division, I yep. think you know what they could. Um, you know, they're not going up against Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Um, you know, they're they're not going up against those kind of guys, Russell Wilson. Um, you know, they, on paper, they would have a manageable, uh, a manageable offense compared to how good their defense is, if that makes sense. Um, you know, the, I, I think that the strength pay, plays into their favor. Um, you know, even with the rules of the game, you're still not playing the premier guys uh, in that division as you would see around the other league. Well, OK, so I, I, I flip the page here and I take a look at Kansas City and I want to say that they're number one in the division with Oakland being a close number two, but I realize that this defense for the Broncos is so strong. I think only one of these two teams gets past them. And I want to say that the Raiders are that team because everybody else is, but I'll go ahead and slip into the comfortable, let me down gently shoes of going with the Kansas city chiefs and good old Andy Reed. Yeah. Um, I think that last year, I mean, He's done it, you know, he's done 11 wins twice in the last three years. And I think, um, weren't they missing what Charles last year? Uh, they were. He tore his ACL, but he's back now. Okay. So, you know, you've got Charles. You've got, um, oh, what's his head from that got kicked out of um, San Francisco playing quarterback. Sorry, Alex Smith. Alex Smith. You got Kelsey is tied in. And then I think, you know. Macklin, who single-handedly basically took them from zero TDs to, I believe, eight last year. Oh, yeah. From, like, they had zero. Uh, As a team, all wide receivers yes. in 14, yes. zero. And Macklin had eight. So that's not huge production, but I think I, most people – all right, it's huge. It's just not fantasy huge. But I think that they've got something obviously going on here. If you can win losing out to Charles and knowing that behind him you've got respectable backups, um, 
I really like what they got. And then also on defense, I mean, Justin Houston, Derek Johnson, Eric Berry back. This is a team that I think on paper should be able to go back and do what they did. Um, I don't know if they're going to run off 10 game, 10 wins in a row. And I hope to God that they don't end up going against the Texans, even though it won't be Brian Hoyer, just throwing up hail Marys to everybody. But I'm going to take Kansas City here to win it. Yeah, they, you know, they also drafted the, you know, talking about their defense and Derek, Derek Johnson, you know, who's obviously still a very solid player. He's been playing for 12 years. I can't believe he's that. going into his 12th year. That That's pretty unbelievable. He um, and I want to say he had an Achilles tear one year, um, but he's still very productive. But they um, what's that guy's name out of Florida State, that linebacker? Um, Really superstar linebacker uh, Justin Houston? No, no, they a rook a guy they just drafted. Oh, um, well, they got a kid out of Florida, but the defensive tackle is Mississippi State. They didn't get anybody from Florida. Florida State. Yeah, they didn't get anybody from Florida State. Uh, I don't think that's right. Well, that's what I'm looking at. Uh, <laughs> so, I think they got uh, what is Florida State Terrence Smith. Yeah. All right. Go for it. Um. Anyway, good player, good college player. Obviously, to bolster that defense. Obviously, he's a good player since I don't even have him on my depth chart here. Oh. All right. Well, shows you what the hell paper's worth. All right. Um. Regardless, I, I think um. I like their just. I like what Reed's doing. The thing that I think will be interesting, of course, is his staff did get raided, um, had a lot of turnovers there. But, you know, playing in Kansas City, that place from, you know, talking to people who have actually been there, you know, it is loud. It is a, you know, bona fide, difficult place to play. You know, it's still outdoors, especially once you get into December and January. So I, I just think that this is set up very, very well for them. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, this team reminds me of, I'm sure there's a few more teams that I'm just I'm, I'm missing out on, but, you know, those teams, you know, believe it or not, Cleveland was like this back in the day, but they just made the playoffs and were really tough outs, but never really were a threat to win it. And then, you know, one time they'll make it to the Super Bowl, you know, maybe the Tennessee Titans, you know, yeah. comes to mind with Steve McNair. You know, this seems like a team where I I I, I see where you're coming from, a team that could. They're, I'll they're, say, they're, let's say the late '90s Vikings. You know, yeah, they, yeah, exactly right, that, exactly right, and they um, and it's like this is a team that could. They're just there's some heartbreaking moments with them where they, uh, you know, they they just kind of you know brain fart or just don't have the whether it's coaching or mental toughness. There's just a hurdle they can't overcome, but then one time they're going to do it and they're going to be in the, you know, AFC championship game or Super Bowl, and nobody's going to see it coming. Yeah. Um, I, I could agree with you there because the team that's being looked over them, I should say, or I guess is everybody's dark horse. I don't know what you want to call it is obviously the Oakland Raiders, you know, with the passing finally, you know, of Al Davis really starting to catch up and show that, Maybe his son Mark isn't as crazy as his old man was. They've done a phenomenal job, I think, the past couple of drafts uh, of signing or drafting really good, talented young players that they get for a long time. 
and they're not going back and looking at people's 40 times and saying, all right, if you're fast, we'll teach you to catch because that obviously worked for so many of Al's seasons. Um, you know, Amari Cooper is the first receiver since Randy Moss to go over a thousand yards. Crabtree was just right behind him. Um, Derek Carr, you know, I can't stand what his brother did to the Texans, but he seems to actually have it, you know, together. And I just think that this, and then on the flip side with, uh, Khalil Khalil Mack, Mack. I mean, that dude's a monster. Yeah. He's a superstar, man. And Bruce Irvin that they brought in from Seattle, um, you know, I think, God, who's the guy that just retired for them finally? Is it Woodson? Charles Woodson. Yeah. So uh, it's amazing to think that he is not going to be back there after, I swear, uh, almost a 20-year career. Um, I like these guys. I, I liked Del, Del Rio when he was coaching. What was he at Jacksonville or was he at Carolina? I got to say Jacksonville. And then he went to Broncos as a coordinator. Who was your coach? Uh, Jack Del Rio. Yeah, he was at. Yeah, you're right. He was at Jacksonville. I just always liked his intensity. I think that he, you know, I just I like the dude, and I just I'm really I want the Raiders to be relevant, but I look at what they've done outside of last year, and it's three wins, four wins, and four wins. You know, I think this could be kind of your example of going back to you know when they snuck into the Super Bowl that year under Callahan. Yeah, I, um, I, I think they, um, I think they are vastly improved and I think that's reflected in last year when you look at the talent. Um, you know, I think they're, you know, I, I'll be honest with you and I hope that I fulfill your wish of them being relevant, but I'm picking them to win this division this year. Really? Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. As a, as kind of a, I, I'm picking them to kind of put some things together and, I think they, uh, you know, like you said, Khalil Mack in the middle there, who's, you know, been really, really outstanding and Pro Bowl player. Um, I, I think they're going to be really good. I, I think they're going to put it together. I think they're going to make a leap. And I think that the way that this division is this year, they're going to, you know, I see them, uh, you know, them in Kansas City. I mean, I'm with you. I think it's them in Kansas City with, you know, then Denver and then San Diego trailing. And, you know, I don't think it's a huge disparity between Denver and these. I mean, I think these other two teams are maybe, you know, 1A and 1B. But I, I'm going to take Oakland here to host a playoff game as the division winner. Um, and I don't care who they play. I'm not picking them to win it. But the, uh, but I, I think they're going to just put it together. The talent level they've got, like you said, Amari Cooper, the weapons on offense, Derek Carr. He's getting- Including one DeAndre Washington from Texas Tech. Yeah. As they change up running back, which you give him space, he can make you, he can make you look silly. You know, and what I like about these guys, they did ironically draft Connor Cook, which was funny, but I guess they were weak in the beyond the second string. But I think that they've um, – they are going to be – they have proven that they are starting to put it together, and I think they're only going to get better. You're seeing players like you were saying, you know, Crabtree, who is a veteran, you know, played seven, eight years. He's a veteran, but he is, you know, has kind of some question marks about his maturity and his head game. You know, he had a good year. Mark Cooper is, you know, one of the quietest superstars that nobody knows about. Um, yeah. And, you know, you know, all those, you know, with the combination of Cooper and Card Young and you got Crabtree stepping up more, 
you've you've got a young team who's coming into their own, and I think they're gonna that's gonna propel them, you know, three or four more games this year. The only question mark that I have, because I wanted to do Kansas City one and these guys number two, is going back to just the overall level and proven performance of the Broncos defense. Uh, you know, as you were saying, they're not exactly playing Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, even though Derek Carr and, you know, Alex Smith are competent. They're not tier one level quarterbacks. No. So, you know, that's where I think that we undersold what they could do going into the Super Bowl, and you saw what happened there. So I'm going to say that, you know, I want the Raiders to win. But then again, I kind of want to see what happens if they don't win. And then this team that we're about to get to, if they don't win and they do what I believe is going to happen, which one gets to L.A. first and which one has to go and move to I don't know where because San Diego ain't building the Chargers a new stadium, which leads us to the Chargers. One thing on the Raiders that I will say that I like about it, you know, they've got Khalil Mack and just, you know, the way that they're. They seem to be going about their business. It's like that mirage we had of Jerry Jones a few years ago. And you're like, hey, he's like doing good drafts. And then he's kind yep. of taking a step back. But their first three round draft picks uh, were safety, defense. defensive linemen, and linebackers. So, you know, they're clearly trying to pad that defense, knowing they've got their weapons on offense. I like those moves a lot. Again, I think, you know, you get you get decent production out of at least two of those three guys. You're, you've got something special. Um, and I'll let that bring us to the – San Diego, Something not Los Angeles special. Chargers. Yeah, um, this is a team that I think is in a really tough spot. And it, it has to do with, you know, first the owner, which apparently I don't know enough about, you know, Spanos. But from what I read on in Peter King and everything else, he is one of the older, you know, the old school owners. And basically thought he had, you know, done the right thing, got the right people to get the right deal in L.A. And then Jerry Jones came in and completely raped him and sent him back packing. And, you know, after trashing and saying that we can't survive in San Diego, now you got to turn around and now beg this team to allow the city to be robbed by this team and spend a half billion dollars i guess to build them a new stadium and i can tell you that outside of la which was a target for decades no no city in california is going to be building anybody a new stadium anytime soon certainly not a team that i think is going to perform as poorly as these guys and it's basically because i don't think they have an offensive line when you come down to it you know you've got philip rivers in the back who i think he's done a pretty damn good job for, you know, what he's had around him. You know, you've still got, I believe, Antonio Cates or what's left of him playing tight end. But I don't remember him ever having a true, talented, number one wide receiver. No, I I agree with you. I think you're right on there. Um, They... um... And they just lost good old Stevie Johnson, a waiver wire wonder of immense proportions. He just got injured last week. So you've got Travis Benjamin and Keenan Allen and a, a sieve as an offensive line. And your friend from last year, I believe, Melvin Gordon yeah. and good old Danny Woodhead. Yeah, and they're now they're talking about the, you know, Melvin Gordon's going to be splitting time. Man, that really sucks. 
You know, it also, this is just another, like, insult to injury, but this whole Joey Bosa holdout thing, and yeah, and I don't know the de- I don't, I'm not going to pretend I know the details of this, but wasn't there a collective bargaining agreement that was sort of, for all intents and purposes, ended this kind of thing? Yes, and everybody's supposed to be slotted, and it appears from what I'm reading that it is the Chargers who are trying to nickel and dime Bosa. And again, we're not going to get into it because it's all about contract contract language and fourth year, something of another, or team option. But the from what I understand, the agent and Bosa are sitting there going, no. You know, the top five picks have ever since the CBA not had this specific language written in. We're not going to be the first ones to go. We'll sit out. And I actually think, you know, this guy, I think Bosa could sit out. Uh, I, I couldn't, I can see him basically going back into the draft next year. And that, you know, I don't think the chargers can afford to look that poor when you're playing for a stadium. Uh, but I think he's in the right here. Well, if, the other thing that tells me well, there's one more thing that ties to the front office here is if you read what they did to Eric Weddle last year at the end of the season, my, my memories are quite fuzzy, but uh, he was hurt. Couldn't play. I think it was during the holiday time period. And he asked to go off and, you know, spend family time. And I guess see his daughter's play or something like that. And the coaching staff and ownership said, that's fine, but you can't travel with the team on the last game of the year. So he was going into, you know, they're going to hope to resign him, I guess, or I guess they were done by that point. But this guy is their stud, and they basically won't allow him to travel with the team, even though he's injured and can't step onto the field to prove a point somehow. That's how messed up this front office is. Well, they can't they they can't screw this Bosa thing up for a number of reasons. Number one, because they desperately need his talent, and number two, for everything you just said, if you're going to try to get a stadium built, this is no way to do it. The number three pick in the draft, who was a highlight reel film or a highlight reel, uh, and <laughs> like yeah, I got gotcha. you. You're, you're, they're, they're going to get demolished this year. I, I think they're, I th- and I feel bad for Philip Rivers. I was never a huge fan of his, but he's really good and he's been really loyal. And I know he's made a lot of money, but he could have been a lot more demanding about getting out of there. Um, and he hasn't, um, you know, he's well, he was, he was playing a hard game last year. Remember he was saying that, you know, maybe I'll retire rather than risk moving to the, you know, sin city of Los Angeles because he's big time religious. Yeah, I knew That's that. why he's got 20 kids. But, uh, oh, and he also happens to live in the same neighborhood as my dad and stepmom in San Diego, which was ironic. Yet nowhere near their house. I think his pad is much, much more protected. But, um, you know, looking at their, their schedule, you know, they've got, of course, Casey, Oakland, and Denver. And then they get, you know, the Saints, Atlanta, Tennessee, Houston. I mean, they've got some winnable games, but I just think that they're going to be so beat up that Rivers may not make it past, you know, the the seventh or eighth week. You know, that bye game for them doesn't come until right before Thanksgiving. Oof. 
and they may be so beat up that you're looking at Kellen Clemens as your starting quarterback. Well, so good luck to you, Charger fans. Well, they they need to get Joey Bosa in camp right away, and if it means yep. changing language that is unprecedented, then that's stupid if they don't. Um, I, you know, they. I'm just I'm looking through their draft picks and. You know, they're kind of foundation smart players, you know, a pass rusher on Bosa, you know, a defensive end with their second round pick, um, uh, a center with their third round pick, obviously an area need linebacker, another Ohio State linebacker. So they're they, they seem to be drafting for need and like in the trenches. But, man, they I, I just I don't see them. I, I don't see them being entirely competitive. I mean, it's the NFL and everybody's going to falter, you know. Six or fifteen and one is sixteen and zero, oh, fifteen and one, fourteen and two. That's not very common. They're going to win some games, uh, but they're not going to compete for this division. Not even close. I think them getting past six may be a stretch. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I I think six seven wins is what I was thinking. Um, I think if they get to seven, they do a little celebration dance. Well, they're going to beat. At, they're going to win at least three division games. Three division games? Two, two, I'm sorry. They're going to win two division games. I think just out of sheer the way that it rolls, I think they're going to win, yeah. they're, they're going to win two games they should. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. All right. Well, you ready to put that, the NFL away and move to college? Let's do it. All right. We're going to hit the Pac-12, which is God's gift to anybody that doesn't live on the West Coast because it means you can watch – entertaining football basically until midnight or nowadays with the games running like they are these things stretch out until one in the morning if not two if they go to overtime um last year i think we have to call it out here that we buried washington state and coach leach after his first you know week uh loss against i believe portland state yeah and then he went out and uh just turned in a nine and four record and won a bowl game against miami so screw us. That's why you uh, should probably not put money on what we're saying. Hey, nobody but saw that coming. No, no one did. Um, I think this year, and we'll hop into this, but just looking at kind of who's predicted to finish where, I think both number one teams actually don't hit it. I think that Stanford will continue to represent the North, and they are going to ride their running back into the ground. And I think um, I'm going to go ahead and say USC is going to rise up here and take it because I think UCLA's quarterback is just such a chode that he's going to implode or his team's just going to want him to get killed. But that being said, you want to hop into the teams themselves? Yeah, let's do that. I, let, let me, I'll tell you this. I will absolutely, um, I will absolutely take uh, Washington. I'm going to give them the uh, I'm going to give them the nod, and I'm going to go with all the prognosticators about the Huskies. I'm going to take them as well. 17 wow. returning starters, and they're all really good players. Most of them are really, really good players. I'm going to take them to get over the hump. The uh, you know the the um, the this is Peterson's third year, right? It is his third. year. Here okay. and the you know, Stanford is replacing like twelve returning start twelve starters uh, or two deep guys. So I I think. Yep. But they still have Christian McCaffrey, who uh, one of the great since Vince Young, one of the great uh, Heisman Rob Jobs in the history of the Heisman. 
I, I think, you know, McCaffrey, if he, again, if he wasn't on the West coast, if he was running in blue and maize or, you know, yeah, whatever, gold, Michigan, golden green, yeah. uh, he would have definitely won the thing. Yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And to stop with the arguments of, well, if, if Henry returned punts, 230 yeah. pounders don't return punts for a reason. <laughs> all right. Well, let's hop into this at the four, you know, just run through them all, you know, in the North, you got the Cal Golden Bears uh, having to replace Jared Goff, and it looks like about everybody on offense, um, at least, you know, eight guys and five guys on defense. Uh, and they open up on, for us, Ryan, I looked it up, and it is Saturday, August the 26th at 10 p.m. For Saturday, us. Saturday, August 26th at 10 p.m. Okay, I can live with yes. that. So they play August the 27th, but due to that, you know, time zone, hey, we'll be, yeah, it's the 26th. We'll, we'll be like in, uh, we'll, we'll be like in the past. Um, yes. Oh God. It, it will be like time traveling. It'll blow your Anyways. Mind. Who's going to have that on television? Cause I don't have that on television. I am going to say just guessing because it sounds about right. It's going to be a Fox sports one game. You're probably right. Um, so I think Cal, you know, comes out and handles the warriors, but God, that travels just got to be brutal on everybody. Well, uh, about four hours less on, uh, <laughs> yeah, on <well>. Hawaii. <laughs> Still, every time I've heard of this, that flight to, you know, Australia is a biatch. Oh, I think it's a shit ton of long way from, uh, from Hawaii as well. I will tell you this much is I, depending on what happens with your horns, you know, with Texas going there, I think that this, you know, if things turn the corner like we hope, or yes, I'll say we, because I want, you know, strong to survive. Uh, I think you get an easy, uh, well, maybe not easy, but you get revenge there. Yeah, manageable win. Uh, absolutely. That yep. early in the season, manageable win. Them having to go to USC, I think, you know, obviously hurts. Gain Oregon and Stanford and UCLA all at home. It's a good schedule. I just think they've lost too much talent. Well, it's their schedule is ridiculous. Let's start at October 21st, Oregon, then at USC, then Washington, at Washington State, Stanford, UCLA. That's a pretty that's, that's salty. Yeah, those are those are all like like eight win teams at least. Um, yeah. I, I think that's I, I think they're gonna be really bad this year. They're projected at six and six. Uh, you know what? I don't think they're getting six wins. I I tend to agree with you, and I think Sonny, unfortunately, I think hopefully his you know past couple of years have given him enough. But at fourteen and twenty three, I think this may be the end of Sonny. Um, of course, we said that about Leach too after that loss again. Moving to the Ducks um, for the second year in a row, and I'm kind of surprised that they're pulling this two years in a row of getting a FCS guy to be the quarterback, even though I'm sure he's fantastic, you know, quarterback, but it, they're Oregon. I, I can't believe that they're not pulling, you know, top 20, top, you know, 30 quarterbacks rather than going for these guys, you know, in the Pacific Northwest. That just, it sounds weird to me, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, um, this team, I don't know because they always seem to do well. They've they've kind of proven the, you know, even going back to Mike Bellotti, I'm sure they had some uh, some lean years there in between. But 
it seems like they were pretty competitive, you know, like eight out of nine years, eight out of 10 years. Oh yeah. Um, I, I think they got to the point where I, you know, it's not the, yes, they're reloading. That's where I'm trying to understand as a UT fan can understand as well is how can you not get a quarterback when you are Oregon yeah. or when you're university of Texas, yeah. especially, I mean, I know that the scheme that they were running for years was a, you know, Chip Kelly option heavy kind of, you know, run and move the ball a lot rather than a, a deep throw. But I, I just, I, I don't know how they can't have that. So I like the Ducks. I mean, I think that you look at, you, you, I thought last year was a down year for them. They went nine and four and they damn near beat TCU in the Alamo Bowl. So, um, you know, they lost to Washington State. They lost to good teams. They lost to Michigan State. So, you know, yeah, I think that they've got a really good, you know, chance here. My only concern is their lack of returning depth and the fact on defense they brought in, oh God, Brady Hoke um, and a new defensive scheme. I think in this, uh, you know, in this conference flipping defenses year over year is just going to be i think that's tough anyway yeah it's you're you're absolutely right especially against the kind of offenses that you're playing in this league you know i'm with you i look at their depth their lack of depth coming back or or uh, experience coming back and it's like but we've seen this before they've yep. won 10 games um you know in this quarter i'll take them down a peg from eight and four and i'll or nine and four and i'll put them at eight and eight and five yeah i i think the you know i i think the you know the like you said you know this this quarterback transfer from montana um you know they it, it's usually worked out for them at this position um i agree with you on the defense though i think that's going to be a problem i think eight and four is about right they do have a tough i give them credit man they're playing you know, say what you will about Virginia, but, you know, they're playing a, a, a big-time conference team. Hey, people want to say Virginia's tough and then Nebraska. So, yeah, and, and yeah. Nebraska. So, you know, I, I give them kudos for the for their non-conference, you know, scheduling there. I mean, and I know Virginia's not world beaters, but still, in my book, if you're scheduling a top four, top five conference team, I'm going to give you credit because so, so few do. Well, let me tell you this much. Half of wisdom of the wannabes, if we're still doing this, will be at Eugene, Oregon in 2022 when Texas Tech takes on the Oregon Ducks. That thing will get, I am that thing thrilled will get postponed or rearranged five times between now and then. Ah, we just announced it last week. Settle down. All right. <laughs> uh, staying within the great state of Oregon, going to the Beavers. Remember when they were relevant Damn. not too long ago? I, I just I don't want to spend too much time Mike with these Riley, guys. Man, back in the Mike Riley days. Yeah. Uh, Bob Schneider fan. Um Two and ten last year, I think they improved, but they're going to improve to maybe four or five wins. That's about all they can hope for. Yeah, I, I, I mean, maybe, I really don't. Maybe four wins. Um, you know, they they their losses were bad. I mean, they you look at how many points they gave up, and it's it's a lot. I liked the. I mean, the shutout against UCLA. Good God. Uh, I mean. It, it's they've got a lot of things. They were ranked 114th in defense, which hey, I've been there. It's not fun, but at least Tech has an offense that can outscore you. These guys couldn't score, Jesus, you know, more than 24 points on average, I'd say. So um, I don't expect a whole lot of changes there, which leads me to my pick to win this conference is Stanford. And 
my reason for that is purely related to David Shaw. Five years of 54 and 14. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, as we talked about. And just the fact that they've proven that, you know, I think I've written them off more times in the past five years of, oh, you lost this guy. You know, you lost luck. You lost whoever else. You're going to take a step back. Well, their step backs are, you know, micro micro steps. And uh, do you need to get something? Popcorn ready? (laughs) Um, You know, I, I liked how, I mean... They just smooth demolished Iowa in such embarrassing fashion for the Hawkeyes. Uh, you know, beating USC, I mean, doubling up the points. I know that, you know, losing out, you know, some of the talent that they have to replace is going to be tough. Um, but I think they can do it. I, again, I think this is, it's Stanford and they've gone to a, Somehow they've managed to pull it off, as has TCU, that we are a good academic school, but we can also beat you in almost every sport. And that's my take on Stanford. Yeah, they're, you're absolutely right. They are. Um, they, they do have a reloading. They're, they're at that point. You know, the Harbaugh to uh, Shaw transition was, you know, pretty seamless. If you really think about oh, yeah. it, over the last, you know, however many years that's been, you know, six, seven, eight years it's been pretty seamless and they didn't really skip a beat. And at this point it's now, you know, Harbaugh is out of the picture when you're talking about David Shaw and the success that he's had. So I, I, and I'm a big fan of his, you know, there was some murmurs in the UT coaching search that he may be in, he he may be a name on the list, which, you know, who wasn't, but, and I would, that was one where I was like, Oh, I'd love that guy too. But um, Christian McCaffrey's unbelievable. He's dynamic. He can hurt you in every way of the game. I think the, uh, he can also wear you down in this league that is all about getting as many touches on the ball as you possibly can. Stanford can eat the ball on the clock, and that's what I like. And, I mean, that's where I think that somebody in the Big 12 is going to figure this out of, why do we keep trying to do the same thing that everybody else is doing? Let's go back and start running the ball, you know, and flip the, flip the script. So, I think that's what helps Stanford immensely. Um, but to your point, going on to the next one, Washington just looks really, really good. I mean, for everything you covered with 17 guys coming back, Peterson being there for two years, and I would say a pretty weak, you know, September. Not pretty. Incredibly weak September. You know, Rutgers, Idaho, Portland State. And then, you know, you start conference play. Uh, they have to go at Oregon, at Utah. I'm not really concerned about the at Cal. Um, you know, I, everything, I, this looks really good for Washington. You know, you could convince me that they'd be in the, you know, it's going to be a one and two finish between these guys, no doubt. Yeah, they, I, I think, you know, like you said, I mean, they have the, they, Stanford gets Notre Dame, you know, they played Kansas state, you know, good for them for scheduling that team. You know, I don't think Kansas state's going to be tough, but it's a good one on paper. Notre yep. Dame could be good. I mean, Brian Kelly, I don't want to get into Notre Dame or, but you know, that that's another coach that is, he's at the point where he's reloading. He's quietly built this team where it's just reloading, restocking, and they're going to go and win eight to 10 games a year. So, you know, that's going to be an interesting matchup. I think with Stanford, 
Um, but Washington as a whole, I agree with you. I think everything sets up for them to this team to go and win 10 games this year. Um, you know, I will, we'll, we'll see what that translates to, but I think they're primed for it. Uh, the returning starters, the way that they ended the year last year on a very big run. Um, you know, granted they, Oregon State's not a world beater, but, um, you know, they, they ended three straight games and they're scoring 45 or more points. Um, you know, I, I think that that's a team that puts it together. And one of those games was a bowl game. So, you know, there was some time between them. Um, yep. And so, you know, I, I, that's why I'm picking them. I, I got them one, one and a half games better than than Stanford in this whole thing. And, um, you know, I, I just it's one of those things where they're primed for it. Well, this is uh, now going to go to Coach Leach's school. And, you know, we talked about how tough Washington and Stanford are and how we believe the Ducks are reloading. The Cougars are far from being in the place where they're reloading. But what I'm going to talk about, and this shocks me, is the defense that, you know, the Cougars had last year. You know, bringing in, I guess, this Grinch guy, you know, who's a young defensive coordinator, and that's not the type of coordinators that Leach has historically looked to. He's looked to old, proven guys that, they just can't, you know, take the big risk. And this guy went from, I mean, he dropped them 11 points per game of what they were giving up. Giving up only 27, less than 28 points in the Pac-12 is pretty damn amazing. And getting 24 turnovers from eight the year before, that's incredible. Now, you got to think that that number is going to drop just by the law of averages. But if you can keep the points there... Uh, then all of a sudden you've got a defense that people have to worry about. Yeah. Because when the other side of the ball and, you know, field comes on and eight guys, eight returners and a bunch of them, you know, six of them are seniors under leech. Yeah. And, and that thing is going to run up and down the field, including a, your starting quarterback and your three starting receivers. Yeah. I, this is going to be, this is a team that I would, I'm curious to see what Vegas does with it as a, as far as betting the over, because, you know, if they can stop somebody, this is a team that can throw up 21 points a quarter real easy. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at their schedule last year and I'm looking at the games. They only lost by two to Stanford. Um, You know, they got demolished by Washington, um, lost by six to Cal, lost to Portland state. Yeah. That's the one that's a huge question mark of, I, I, you know, if we can get him on, I want to ask him, you know, a, you know, what did you really think, you know, which we know he won't answer, but what did you tell your kids, you know, that week? And then, you know, they went on a two game winning streak and then, you know, they look up at the end of the year and they're beating Miami in the lovely Sun Bowl in El Paso. Yeah, I, I think that's the, a hell of a turnaround for any pro, for this program in particular. Well, and I think if I'm Mike Leach or his assistant coaches and I'm playing the motivation game, I'm looking at the Portland State game. I'm watching a lot of film, a lot of headlines of that, of like, you know, that that set the tone for the season. And we do, had to dig out of that. You know, you get Eastern Washington at home and, you know, you had Portland State at home, but Eastern Washington at home, something tells me they're not going to lose to that team. Um, Eastern Washington, you know, is a team in that division that is a threat somewhat, but it shouldn't be a threat if you did what you did last year. Well, yeah. And, especially if you have this much coming back. Well, and then they go to Boise State, which, you know, 
I don't know jack about boys. Yeah, I don't either. But I also know that you know they're not going to go. They're not going to win four games. They're they're going to be better than that. I'm saying that's yep. going to be a tough game. Uh, Idaho at home, followed by Oregon at home after a bye. So you get those three games. You know, let's say you come out of those three and zero, oh, and then you get to a week to prepare for Oregon at home before you enter your kind of Oregon at Stanford, UCLA, three straight weeks. That's a tough stretch there. I think mm-hmm. at Arizona State, at Oregon State, and then Arizona and Cal at home, that's a that's a winnable stretch. I mean, I, I'm looking at this, and I'm seeing a – this team could win nine games next year. Yeah, I, I mean, they certainly could. They won and I know that they're – they did do that. Um, I am just going to, again, look at this and say, just from everything we just covered about this division – it's going to be tough at Stanford. It's going to be tough having Oregon there. It's going to be tough, you know, with the Apple Cup at the end of the season against Washington. You know, this is the schedule is, you know, it's okay in the middle parts, but it's got some heavy bookends once you get past the beginning of, you know, the season. And that's just, you know, that's typical scheduling. Even though Boise State, hell, that could be a hell of a game. Who knows? We'll see. Um, moving on to the other side of the Pac-12 uh, in the South, which I guess at some point is going to include Tech and UT relatively soon. We'll get to that one next week or the week after. <laughs> Wildcats. Wildcats. Um, Wildcats. Who are we going to play? The Wildcats. Uh, Rich Rod. You know, I think people were expecting a lot more from him when he came over. Yeah, I agree. You know? I was. I think, I think that you know, last year, God, did they lose? I think they lost their stud linebacker or stud running back. It's like two years in a row, though. They've lost a, a captain type leader, you know, individual. They still have got fourteen guys coming back, and you know, you look at this team, and you know, they haven't certainly last year. They didn't really beat anybody. And I think that's got to, you know, sit on them a little bit because I think that, you know, losing to, um, you know, in in their minds, losing to Washington State uh, has got to hurt. Um, And, you know, I I just – I don't know about these guys, to be honest with you. Uh, Moving to a new defensive formation – all that stuff, I just um, I don't expect a lot from Arizona. Let's just I'll, I'll say it as simply as possible. No, I'm not I, looking for miracles I, here. I think they're going to lose to BYU to start the season. I don't think they're going to be very good. They, uh, you know, m- most of their losses were like really, really bad losses. You know, the Washington State loss was close, and the USC loss was fairly close. But other than that, they they had some bad losses, and they. You know, he's replacing, you touched on this, the entire staff, um, defensive staff. And I, I don't know. I just, I, 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 I'm not expecting them to do big things. I'm with you. I thought Rich Rodriguez was going to come in and have a much, much bigger impact. Um, well, didn't he start off? I mean, both him and Todd Graham, when they came in there, they started off really, really hot. I want to say like year number one was, you know, a seven or eight win team, which at that time or seven or eight win season 
was certainly more than anybody was expecting. And now it's like, oh, they went seven to six and take a look at, you know, some of the wins, UTSA, Nevada, Northern Arizona, you know, I don't know. I think when you, when you do what Rich did uh, firing everybody, that's that, Hey, this is the last life preserver I have before I'm packing up my own house. Yeah, he well, and his wins were his conference wins. You know, Oregon State was a blowout, but Colorado was a close win. Utah was a close win. You know, and their New Mexico bowl game was a close win. So, you know, and we we all know about New Mexico schools. I mean, yep. I, I'm with you. I I don't think that there's no bright future here. Nothing to look forward to. Um, you know, and honestly, I, I don't know how much better you mentioned Todd Graham. You know, Todd Graham has a little bit better of a record. Um, but, you know, by, you know, when I say a little bit, one game. Um, but, you know, I, I'm with you. I, I don't know what to expect. These guys are replacing even less. Or, I'm sorry, replacing even more. They're bringing back less. Oh, God, they're moving. I mean, they're replacing half their offensive line. Their leading, you know, receiver, I believe, and their quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's they've got running backs, and that's the one thing that's going to help them out September 10th when they play Tech. Is again, run the ball, attack. I don't know why anybody throws a single pass against us, but um, yeah, the defense has been all right for him. You know, it's top, you know, 40, top 30 defense. Uh, I'm sorry, offense, but I just don't know about, you know, the defense giving up 33 points in the game. That's, you know, it's going to be tough. You got to outshoot everybody. And I don't think this year they're going to be able to outshoot what they have coming back on offense. I think that they are lucky to get to six wins last year. Uh, they're not, I, I, they may not go to bowling this year. No, 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 no. I, I don't think so. I don't think they will at all. Um, you know, they this says, you know, volumes about West Virginia. When you look at that bowl and they won, you know, by one or lost by one point. Um, yeah, I, I just I, that, that's a team that I can't really. There's a lot of teams in the what is that? The South Division that I just can't really. The South Divisions, you know, I thought again, it goes back to when these two guys came in. The South got really big again because you had both Arizona schools doing great. And both LA schools doing great, and then it's just I think just disappeared. Yeah. Um, speaking of a team that we can go right past the Buffaloes, four wins last year. I'm going to say you're looking for maybe five this year if everything breaks right for you. Yeah, you know they got you know Colorado State to start this season. They go to Michigan, then follow that with two Oregon like. That those are two weeks that could just bury this team, and they open up, you know, against Colorado State, which we won't preview. But that's always, I mean, that game has started to go in Colorado State's uh, favor. I, well, no, it looks like they won last year. I, I just that's kind of the one of the ones like Iowa, Iowa State. Uh, you can flip a coin for it. Now, uh, if Tom's still listening, let's talk about the Bruins. Um, you know, again we have to say that our expectations, Oh, this was another coach from four years, Jim Mora. I thought he had no idea. I, I thought he'd be horrible in, you know, this role. And he's obviously done not, you know, hell actually I'll say he's done a great job. Yeah. I really believe that what UCLA has done the past four years, you know, is just been exceptional and they just need, you know, again, it's kind of that we got to get over this, 
eight, nine win hump and uh, hope that things break our way. My one concern is also one of their biggest rocks they have is, you know, Rosen at quarterback. He seems to kind of have the uh, big head, if you will. You know, he's the dude that's got the hot tub in his dorm room and all sorts of stuff. And now if you, you know, they're talking about on the radio today after that whole fiasco, not that it was much of a fiasco, he moved into a dorm room with his, you know, fraternity brothers. And it's, it's, I don't know. This is a kid that really wants to get out of college as quickly as possible. But I mean, freshman of the year honors, he's got a lot going for him. Yeah, the, I think he, he reminds a me lot. a lot of Clawson at Notre Dame. Yep, um, that's a really good one. Yeah. I was going to say he reminds me of the quarterback from that shitty movie, The Program. But uh, who, is, who yeah. looks like Jim Claw, Jimmy Clawson? But I, I mean, <laughs> I, I think he's. I've you know you you've heard enough about him and you've seen him that you know and when as, and as many. Um, you know, whether it's other coaches or prognosticators or even NFL scouts are saying like this dude's, you know, this dude's the real deal. You know, it, it, you, it certainly makes you want to watch and, you know, hopefully he doesn't implode, you know, it wouldn't shock me, you know, you might be right. They have a, a good schedule this year, like a very challenging schedule. Um, you know, start no, the season I think, off. I think that game against the Aggies, uh, and it doesn't say that. I guess this is a college. It station. It is a college not, station. It is a college man. station. The um, the September third Texas trio starts at eleven a.m. with Houston OU, two thirty Bruins and Aggies, and then seven p.m. and Jerry World of uh, Alabama USC. Oh, wow. So get your chopper set up. Um, but what I but what I like, they go to A and M. They get UNLV at home. Blah. Then they go to BYU. That's- hey, UNLV, you know, rebounded quite well last year. From they took over the title of the worst team from University of New Mexico. Well, but either way, they're still coached by a guy that's been away from high school for one year. Either so way, that's going right. to be a win for the Bruins. But then they go to BYU. So they have yep. two out of three of their away games are against good teams. Or two out of three, I'm sorry, they're pre-conference games or against very good teams in, in a way. Yep. So no, that's... I give them credit for that. I, I think, you know, they could really do it. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them a – I'm giving them nine wins this year. You know, I think two Arizona State and two Washington State are favorable back-to-back aways. Um, you know, all their away games, their conference games, their toughest ones, they get Stanford, um, USC at home, they go to Cal. They've got a very favorable schedule, including conference yeah. schedule. No, the and that is, you know. No, Washington. To, they don't play Washington. Nope. They don't do that. And, um, or Oregon. Or, or, yeah, or Oregon. That helps. I will say November 19th is what's going to decide this division because it's my pick, the Trojans. Um, you know, nine guys back on offense. Uh, minus this thing called a quarterback that does scare me. Um, I just like, you know, what Clay Helton did last year um, coming in there. I, these guys, I don't like USC personally, but I think that they've just got a lot of talent because they always get the kids to go there. They don't have a guy who's as hammered as we are on Friday night episodes trying to coach the team. Um, I look at that. It's going to be, you know, a very, very tough opening game, as you were saying, at Jerry World. Um, 
and then they've got to go to Stanford and they've got to go to, you know, UCLA and then finish with Notre Dame at home. This is a, I mean, an incredibly tough schedule on paper. Um, but I just think that this could be a team that, you know, was eight and six last year. I can see them picking up two games there. I can also see them dropping them all. Uh, but I'm just, you know, UCLA has continued to disappoint me uh, when I pick them and start riding high on them. So maybe I can jinx the Trojans this year by riding them high. Well, I'll tell you this. the I think the game against Alabama, as much as I would love to see Alabama lose early, just to create a scenario where everybody, Panic in the SEC, where, please. Where everybody's head explodes. Um, yep. But I think don't underestimate, like you said, two weeks later they go to – that's a tough – I mean, if you look at between September 3rd and September 23rd, in 20 days they have four games. They could play Alabama, they get Utah State at home, then they go to Stanford, and then on a short week they go at Utah back-to-back. Um, and, you know, forget travel and all that stuff. I mean, either way you're going away from home. I know you're not, like, crossing time zones or anything with those games, but you're still traveling. Um, don't sleep on – that Utah team getting them on a short week, second time away after playing of what I'm being squeezed. I'm sure it will yeah. be a Stanford, a very tough Stanford game regardless. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I can see that. And like I said, you know, it's, it's a tough schedule. I'm just going to go ahead and lean on, you know, the older guys that they've got coming back and just the overall talent that they seem to bring in. Yeah. So uh, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm looking at the last four weeks, Oregon at Washington at UCLA and then Notre Dame at home. I'll tell you what, this team was, what did you say last year? They were eight and six, eight, and six. I am going to give this team a, I'm going to bring them down. So what does that mean? They were, they lost uh, six and three in conference. So they lost. So before eight and six, so they were seven and six, six. And six. anyway, I'm saying they're, um, they're, they are a six-win team this year. I'm, I'm taking two wins away from them. All right. I'll give them. I'll give it to them. I'm going to give them. I'm still taking them. But anyways, uh, to wrap up this clown show, we'll talk about the Utes. Uh, Kyle Whittingham, you know, again, I think Utah is just still so happy to be in the Pac-12. Uh, but they are just kind of the – quiet guys that you still don't hear a lot about, even though they had 10 wins last year, you know? Um, and they've had a lot of good guys coming out of that program. I just, I don't necessarily say that I've ever tuned in for a Utah Utes game. No, they, um, you know, it's a good win in the Vegas bowl against BYU last year and they get BYU at home this year, ironically in the regular season, their schedule, the schedule sets up for them. You know, they're they're bringing a, a fair amount of guys back. They're replacing, you know, receivers, quarterback, running back. So that you know, but they're keeping the line. So you know, read into that however much you want to. Um, you know, skill players are brand new, but the line people protecting them is veteran. Um, and on defense, you know, you got a good secondary returning. Um, so you know, which is really great in this conference. But if you're not scoring points. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, but their favorite, their schedule sets up for them. You know, they beat Michigan last year, which 
if they were to play Michigan, wouldn't you love? Don't you know Michigan would want to play them again this year? Uh, oh yeah, because they would pound them. But I, you know, I'm going to say a five hundred. I can't team. believe that these guys were co-champions of the you know South. Yeah, I don't you know that's that shocks me again because you know it's the it's the penalty that they have playing on the West Coast, right. um, and you know, the fact that it is Utah that no one really expects too much. And you can tell from what we're talking about, we're not expecting too much, even though I think that you're obviously thinking they're going to finish probably closer to that than uh, the Trojans are. I'm saying that they're a 500 team. Uh, I'll, I'll be a little bit more positive on them as you, and I'll say that they'll move up a little bit there as well. So I'll say that they're probably an eight win team. Um, Wow, you just missed a fantastic ending to this Rangers athletics game. Unbelievable. Anyways, um, so that's it for this week's preview. Uh, again, like our page, follow us, do whatever. We're going to start having writing up there. And we may have two episodes this week because we got to wrap some stuff up for the game start kicking off. So thank you as always, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Post game show is brought to you by. Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.